Today, I appeared on the PBD podcast. It's one of the largest in the country with the subscribership of over 1 million people. Most of those people don't see the world the way that I do, or probably the way that you do. Nevertheless, into the lion's den I went, so to speak. There, we debated, talked about some of the main challenges the country's facing, and I confronted some conspiracies, anti-Semitic tropes, and I challenged something that is, in my view, nonsensical. The idea that Trump isn't part of the establishment. Camp. He's not part of their group. He's not kicking it with, you know, a McConnell or Schumer or Pelosi or Hillary. He's not part of their camp. He's not part of that. But they hate this guy. They can't stand this guy, even though over the years he gave them all the money. I guess, like, when you sit and you talk about, like, the establishment and the anti yeah. like, I get the construct, right? And the us and the them and the puppet strings and the they and everything. But here's the deal. Donald Trump and everyone who worked for him, these are immensely powerful people. Are you, are you going to tell me Wilbur Ross isn't part of the establishment? That the hedge fund titan, Ken Griffin, isn't part of the establishment? Steve Schwartzman, right, of Blackstone who funded Trump, isn't part of the establishment? Come on. I pointed out that Donald Trump is a child of immense privilege who was handed a company that he bankrupted many times, including bankruptcies involving the operation of a casino, which is extremely tough to do, especially in the state of New Jersey. Nevertheless, Donald Trump managed to do it. This week, he was convicted of a fraud in a New York City court. Today, I entered a world where the search for explanation leads down a rabbit hole where trails are conflated, mixed together, conspiracies are born. One of the dominant features of this moment in American politics is the fight against the ubiquitous yet invisible they. If you watch Fox News coverage or you listen to the PBD podcasts, what you will hear throughout are connections, not firm connections, not facts, not something that would be recognizable as a fact through the scientific method, uh, not something that is clearly visible, but complexity, the accumulation of power by special interests. All of these things which are true are twisted just a bit. And so what is true is that an American pharmaceutical industry spends $300 million a year to influence public policy. What's true is that billionaires can write checks of staggering dimensions, $10 million, $20, $30, $40, 50000000 million to presidential candidates. What's true is Saudi Arabia and foreign countries hire some of the biggest PR firms in the world and some of the biggest and most powerful lobbyists in Washington, D.C. to advance their interests against the American interest. All of those things are true. It's also true 
that America's companies are bigger, more profitable, and more powerful than they have ever been. It is true that those companies are controlling vast segments of the economy monopolistically. All of this accumulated together naturally leads people to look at it, understand it, and unfortunately, in the age of the internet, it takes many people down a rabbit hole. And the place they end up is a place that was evidenced today on the PBD podcast, which is this. That one party, the Democrats, is the party of the establishment, joined by other people who have served competently in government. There are no conspiracies, invisible or otherwise, except for the conspiracy that played out in plain sight, which was the conspiracy to deny an election, to upend the peaceful transition of power, to install a dictator into the Oval Office. That's what we talked about. And when we did, things went off the rail. Attack on the 6th was incited by one of the 44 people in the history of the country who's raised his hand and swore the 35-word oath to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States, period. It was the most grotesque betrayal and abdication of presidential responsibility in American history. It constitutionally disqualifies him, in my estimation, from holding office ever again. How could anybody look at what happened? Look at what happened. It was a tour? How fucking dare you? Now, I should say, there were four people in the room, and there was only one MAGA fanatic. Let me also say, when this was over, that guy ran out of the room faster than Josh Hawley down a Senate hallway or Ted Cruz into the closet after the insurrection he incited. Here's the deal. January 6th was the greatest crime in American history, and we talked about it. I was asked a terrible question. A terrible question because the choice is a terrible one. But there was a choice presented, and I gave an answer. The January 6th attack was an attack on the foundation of the American way of life that was existential because it was committed by domestic enemies, not foreign enemies. The question wasn't about what day killed more people. The question was, what was the more dangerous attack for America? And it was the attack by Americans incited by a president against the American Constitution. And we had that argument. And this is what it was. Call it attack, but from the videos that, that we saw, Steve, from Twitter and just undercover cameras, 
it didn't look like an attack. If just if Where somebody are you talking could, about, I'm just talking about all the videos that we've seen the undercover. What do you mean all the videos? All the videos on Twitter. Well, all, all the, the videos, videos on Twitter. Yeah, hold on. All are the, you, all are, the you, are you guys gonna really sit here and fucking tell me that the attack on January 6th didn't happen? That the violence, the bludgeoning of the police officers on, on, didn't happen. Hold on, hold on. Because of some bullshit on Twitter. Get the fuck out Steve, of here. I'll give you Come my, on. Steve, I'll give you my opinion, and then you could talk. First of all, you it's comparing. Not, it's not an opinion. Hold on. It's not hold an on. opinion. It's you a bullshit conspiracy. Right, see the shaman getting guided around? Mr. The guy, the, the guy was supposed to be this crazy wild man. They were t- okay, here, here's my question. What, Steve, how do you explain... The countless FBI agents in plain uniform that Congress won't even tell us how many. Because it didn't happen. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no. It didn't happen. The thing about it is, it's very disturbing to be face-to-face with somebody who is so far gone, so far down a rabbit hole, brainwashed, that they can't tell what reality is. It was an incredible moment when this guy points to the television screen in the room and they're playing as his evidence to support his position that January 6th didn't happen is Tucker Carlson's videos from Fox News. An extraordinary moment. This is the impact of the propaganda. This is the information that is going out to the American people. And I'm quite clear with this liar, this professional delusionist, about the damage that he's doing to the country. His unhinged response speaks for itself. But it is the snarling, dangerous face of the MAGA movement. There it is. It didn't take much to unmask it, to peel it back, to incite him, so to speak, with the truth, which he doesn't want to hear. Everybody is entitled to their opinion in America, but they're not entitled to assert conspiracies as fact on challenge. They're not entitled to talk about the globalists with ignorance that it's a slur often used about Jews. And I talked about that. This is a moment that requires listening, understanding, empathy, and ability to appreciate why it is that people vote for Donald Trump. We talked about it at the beginning. I've described him before as a philosopher of fuck youism. I did so again today, and I expanded on it. So you have 60% of the country that's living paycheck to paycheck. 40% don't have $400 cash available. So one of the things, right, just in this moment, that we're constantly told in the country by the media, and 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 I don't like the phrase the media because it is fragmented, it's not monolithic, But the thing that we're told over and over again as a construct is that the country is, A, hopelessly divided, and B, evenly divided. It's not true. 75% of the country politically does not want the Biden-Trump rematch. 
We agree on that. 75% is a big number. You, you have three out of four people in the country. So that includes people who like Trump, don't like Trump, like Biden, don't like Biden, don't want the matchup. When you have trust that collapses to the degree that it is collapsed across the board, every institution, Catholic Church, Boy Scouts, in the culture. Now the military is going over the cliff as well, right? Collapse of trust. When you lower the expectations to zero, which is that people have no expectation that government's going to do anything for them, when you take away all expectation, you get a guy like Trump says, well, I'll deliver a fuck you to the people that you blame for the loss of the American dream, the loss of your home eight years ago, the pressure that you feel. And so Trump delivers every day. He never fails. He has all the people that condescend to everyone in the country. We had an opioid epidemic and still do in America that was invisible had a million people that were killed. It was invisible as a national issue to 2016. So, so Trump is their vessel, right? People saying, fuck you. It's important if you oppose Trump fiercely, like I do, to understand his appeal because it must be defeated. The grievance, though preposterous, is vivid, is real in the imaginations and minds of millions of people. Sometimes I'm critical of the Biden administration. I'm critical of their communications. Understanding that every hour of every day, they are assailed as corrupt, senile, and incompetent presiding over an economic calamity where America's cities have been burned down seems completely lost on them. I went on this podcast today because I'll say what I have to say anywhere. And for the most part, that's how it played out today. But the truth is, you can't talk for an hour about any of this stuff without the truth coming to the surface. And the truth is exactly what you saw. I stood up to it. I'll keep doing that. I hope you'll keep subscribing to The Warning and support the mission of this community.